from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song. Everlasting life. Whoa. 
know more on God's word you could also write to us here's our mailing address Adventist World Radio Post Box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India You could also email us on adventistmediacenter@gmail.com You may also follow our programs on our website awr.org/englishprogram Before you hear God's word, here's another song. Yeah. 
time to hear God's word. If God said it, you better believe it. Wow, what a powerful statement. If God tells us something, you know, you and I better believe it because it's going to be the truth. My talk today is based on 2 Peter 3, 3 through 13. And the title is Storm Warnings. You know, Billy Graham tells of his concern for his daughter who lived in Florida in 1992. A hurricane was coming and she had to decided to ride it out. Hurricanes were quite common and they had been through quite a few of them. But this one was Hurricane Andrew. After meandering across the Atlantic, it picked up steam, killed four people in Bahamas, and four hours later, it was coming to Florida. It hit with winds of 164 miles an hour, and the natural devastation hasn't been equaled in the United States since. Over 30 billion in financial damages and leaving millions without water, or electricity, and over 30 people dead. Billy's daughter made it. She was blessed. In 1969, in Pass Christian, Mississippi, a group of people were preparing to have a hurricane party in the face of a storm named Camille. Were they ignorant of the dangers? Could they have been overconfident? Did they let their egos and pride influence their decision? We will never know. What we do know today is that the wind was howling outside. They were in the posh Richelieu apartments when police chief Jerry Peralta pulled up sometime after dark. Facing the beach, Less than 250 feet from the surf, the apartments were directly in the line of danger. A man with a drink in his hand came out to the second floor balcony and waved. Peralta yelled up, You all need to clear out of here as quickly as you can. The storm is getting worse. But as the other men joined the first man on the balcony, they just laughed at Peralta's order to leave. This is my land, one of them yelled back. If you want me off, you'll have to arrest me. Well, Peralta didn't arrest anyone, but he wasn't able to persuade them to leave either. He wrote down the names of the next of kin of the 20 or so people who had gathered there to party through the storm. They laughed as he took their names. They had been warned, but they had no intention of leaving. It was 10.15 p.m. when the front wall of the storm came ashore. Scientists clocked Familiar speed at more than 205 miles per hour, the strongest on record. 
raindrops hit with the force of bullets, and waves off the Gulf Coast crested between 22 and 28 feet high. News report later showed that the worst damage came at the little settlement of motels, go-go bars, and gambling houses known as Pass Christian, Mississippi, where some 20 people were killed at a hurricane party in the Reshilo Apartments. Nothing was left of that three-story structure but the foundation. The only survivor was a five-year-old boy found clinging to a mattress the following day. Yes, my friends, the worst hit area was Pass Christian, Louisiana, where the 20-plus people who laughed at the chief of police were swept into eternity. You know, both these stories, I read it in a booklet entitled Storm Warnings by Billy Graham. Why do we ignore warnings? You know, there are quite a few reasons why we ignore them. First one, they seem improbable. It cannot happen. Next one, we think we are the exception. It's improbably it cannot happen to us. And of course, it may happen to others, but it won't happen to us. And third one, we simply want to do what we want to do. You know, the Bible sounds warnings from the beginning to the end. And it is widely ignored and unheeded. In these last days, the scriptures tell us, especially in 2 Peter 3, 3 through 13. You know, question is, can we depend on the Bible? Have you ever heard the Bible says it and I believe it and that settles it? Oh, I remember that song. You know, Bible said it, I believe it and that settled it. You know, there's no question about it. Is this proof the Bible is true? No. It is proof you believe it. But why do you believe it? The Bible is a reliable source for many reasons. Let's just look at a couple of them. Number one, it stands the test of research. Homer, he wrote Iliad. Are we sure? The Iliad was written 900 BC. The earliest surviving copy is from 400 BC, a difference of 500 years. And there are 643 copies. The New Testament was written from 40 to 100 AD. The earliest copy is 125 AD. And there are more than 24,000 copies. Scholars question 40 lines. There are about 400 words in the New Testament. They question 764 lines. That's over 7,600 words in the Iliad. You know, external non-Christian resources back up the accounts of the Bible. You know, what are we trying to prove that Bible 
is true. Secondly, Bible stands the test of prophecy. There are hundreds upon hundreds of prophecies in the Bible. In the Old Testament, the writers prophesied events hundreds, even thousands of years in the future. These have been borne out every time. You know, these prophecies have been fulfilled. Then, listen to this one. There are 3,000 prophecies concerning Jesus alone. Peter Stoner points out the odds of the following eight prophecies being fulfilled in one person. He says, how can these prophecies, and especially these eight, be fulfilled just in one person? Let's see what are those prophecies. The prophecy about the place of his birth. It preceded by messenger John the Baptist. He would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, his hands and feet pierced. We are talking about the crucifixion. He will be sold for 30 pieces of silver, money thrown into temple and given for potter's field. He would be silent before accusers. He'll be crucified with thieves. Now, these prophecies are made in various places in the Old Testament, but about the same person. And when we look back, we find that all these prophecies were true about Jesus Christ. The odds of 48 prophecies concerning Jesus being fulfilled in one man are mind-boggling. You can't even calculate 300 prophecies, but they are all true in Jesus Christ. These facts are indisputable. What does Bible tell us are signs for the future? Chaos will be rampant. Are there any more chaotic times than the ones we live in? Luke 21, 11. Jesus declares, there will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. In the few years, we have seen an increase in natural disasters that have claimed millions of lives. Tsunamis in the Indian Ocean, Earthquakes killing thousands of children in a Chinese schoolhouse. Katrina in the United States. You know, when chaos reigns, evil makes the most of the opportunity. So let's go back to our opening text. The question is asked in 2 Peter 3.11. Seeing then that all things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? What kind of people ought you to be? What kind of people ought I to be? That's the question. The answer comes to us. Live holy and godly lives. Live at peace with God 
we sure spend a lot of time trying to make sure everyone on earth thinks the world of us. We must be concerned about what God thinks. Isn't that true? Every time we go out, we look at people trying to figure out what they're thinking about us. But you know what? We should be concerned about what God thinks of us. You know, why are we ignoring the warnings which are coming to us about the last days? Oh, we say they seem improbable. You know, how can it be possible? That's what we say. And then we say, oh, oh, even if it does happen, we are exception. We simply want to do what we want to do. You know, in this time of pandemic, it is so relevant. There are so many warnings coming to us saying how we must prevent and how we must take care of ourselves so that this thing doesn't come to us. But what do we say? Uh-uh, it won't happen to us. It's happening everywhere, but not to us. And we are warned about taking some precautions and we say, I don't want to do that. Wearing a mask, washing my hand every now and then with soap, using sanitizers, we don't want to do that. You know, over and over we can look at the events of the end time. But our end is unknown to us. There is no promise for another moment to any of us. Are you ready to receive the Lord if He comes today? Are you prepared? You know, our only warning which is coming to us today is, you flee sin and live for God. If you do that, then you are ready. You have taken the storm warning and you're ready for the final days. God bless each one of you. The Holy Scriptures says, Your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105 Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's Word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living.
With this we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on adventismediacenter@gmail.com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's awr.org/englishprogram. This is your host Sharad and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye and God bless you. 